Hey, this is Robert Fanaro. And this is Dan Grimaldi. And Jason Serbone. And you're listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast with Robert Miller. Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream and he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast with listeners in 200 countries. I'm Robert Miller, your host. My guests today are three former stars of The Sopranos, one of the greatest television series of all time. Robert Funaro, Dan Grimaldi, and Jason Serbone. Robert played Eugene Pontecorvo. Dan played the twins Philly and Patsy Parisi. And Jason played Jackie April Jr. We're going to talk about The Sopranos. And we'll also talk about their new coffee and cigar venture called Omerta Cafe and Cigars. Ordinarily, I feature a song of mine underneath the introduction and at the end but in this instance, I made an exception. You're hearing the Sopranos theme song underneath this introduction. It's the song called Woke Up This Morning by Alabama 3, which, by the way, is a British band. I got to ask about that. So, Robert, Dan, and Jason, welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast, baby. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. You bet. I want to ask you a question. You know, it's been a long time since The Sopranos was on the air. It went on in 1999. It went off in 2007, but it's still got that mystique. It's still rated as one of the greatest series on television history. Did you ever pinch yourself and ask, how did I get so lucky to be in that series? Yeah, I certainly did. I mean, I I, I was cast as Philly for three days and the in season two, and then Patsy lived on for 47 episodes. So I always went to the set with tremendous gratitude. I mean, I just so lucky to be on the best show in the history of television. I mean, it just, it's, you know, and it's a brand that just keeps on giving and it's never going to die. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, you know, season one had already aired. So, I mean, I, literally got on my favorite television show which i mean just to get on a television show is hard enough but to actually get on your favorite television show a show that's so highly regarded and and obviously written so brilliantly and i mean it was just you know a dream come true yeah all by the grace of god i got on the show knowing jimmy and i'm just very thankful and of course, while we were doing it, Danny kept reminding us, just enjoy this while you can, because it's not going <laughs> to happen a lot. He's the seasoned veteran of this. You know, he started with Rod Steiger and everything. So we were just newcomers and he was right. And of course, it just has gotten greater and greater and greater with the COVID crisis and the whole new couple of generations watching it. So yeah, I pinch myself every day, especially now I'm recognized even more. So it's, it's a blessing. Right. It's incredible, you know, the reruns and... Uh, Kids that couldn't watch it when they were young are watching it now because they're of age. Um, also, 
every actor and actress in America wanted to be on the show. So when you got a part, I mean, I got a part as Philly for three days. I was ecstatic. I mean, I, I had my own, basically, my scene with Gigi, and it was basically a monologue. And I was just ecstatic to have that part and do that work in The Sopranos because everybody wanted to be on the show. The fact that, uh, you know, Patsy came into being, it was, uh, you know, thank God. I mean, thank God. I mean, I just I just thank God for Chase every day. All right. I want to ask the question, which one of you guys or how many of you guys actually survived on the show or who got whacked? Me. I survived. I'm the only <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those newcomers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I we'll tell you how it. I died, and Jay doesn't have to yeah. tell you. <laughs> Nobody made it, just me and Sirico and Tony Soprano. Yeah. And Silvio was in a coma. He would probably die anyway. Yeah. So it was just the three of us that were left at the end. It's amazing to me. You know, when you have a hit show, nobody knows in advance that the show is going to be a hit. And then, like you said, The Sopranos was probably an instant hit. You had that great first season, and they get ready for the second season. Do you think everybody was scrambling to kind of figure out what the the arc of the second season was going to be and then the arc of the third? Did David Chase have this whole thing plotted out in advance? No, not at all. He had the pilot. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I talked to his wife and she said, no, he had the pilot. That's all he had. And everything else was built one on top of the other. It all came out of his, his genius brain. And uh, that's why we took, uh, you know, we took a hiatus for a year. That's what I was going to say. That's the one thing I remember is that the fans would be like, when is it coming back? When is it coming back? But they they did. They took their time, you know, at least a year between seasons and pro- sometimes more. Right, Dan? Yeah, he wanted he want to make sure that he kept it on a certain level. He would he would yeah. never let it go substandard. And and he went to France and and, you know, had to think about where he was going in season five and six and seven. One must remember that he also had really some, I'm not great actors, especially James. And I think, you know, as we went along, he really got the, the writers really got the notes. They mixed it up with us, the writers. And, and uh, it got better and better because they really found out like what our, I don't know, they kind of got personal with us. And I think that they really, especially with Jimmy, I mean, they really, they definitely tapped that unknown <laughs> craziness or that unknown underneath of uh, that underneath like snap out kind of a guy and also a very tender loving guy too who had feelings also so i mean yeah it was there from the characters i think that played the parts too so i i think you're right i think before the sopranos mafia movies you know they were black and white if you will you know the evil guys and, and good guys the thing about the sopranos that i always thought made the series so spectacular was the nuances of the characters like you said about Tony, Tony had evil inside of him, but he also had such good inside of him as well. Wouldn't you agree? Complex characters. Yeah, I definitely. Well, the writers, you know, the writers were fantastic. I mean, Chase was the Chase was the captain. He was the he was the boss of bosses, and he he had his finger. You know, he he works twenty four seven. You know, it's his genius. But the writers were fantastic that he that he hired. I mean, he hired fantastic writers. I mean. You know, I mean, they blue bloods, uh, mad men. Uh, what else, guys? Uh, he had done Northern Exposure. He was this was percolating in his mind with Melfi, the psychiatrist. He just had all the elements together that 
this this character who was just caught up in, I mean, Tony Soprano is just, I mean, just a great character. And everyone else fell into place. I mean, you had Tony Sirica, you have Danny, you have Jason, myself. We kind of kind of moved into our places, but he just knew how to paint with that paintbrush, you know, and, and the writers too, of course. And and it, was, it took him 10 years to get it to to get it to market. Yeah, there you go. Tell me about this. I didn't know about that. He had the idea before Analyze This. He had the idea for 10 years. And he wanted to make it into a movie. He wanted a TV show. But it took him 10 years until until uh, Brad, what was Brad? Brad Gray. Brad Gray, you know, took a chance. Did all the other networks pass on the idea? Is that what you're saying? Yep. And that built HBO. I mean, Brad Gray was uh, took a chance and HBO became... Panels became the flagship, and HBO just took off. You know, you hear stories like this all the time. It's like the Beatles got turned down by 17 record companies, okay? Think about the geniuses at those companies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I guess when you think outside the box and you you, you present something different, then people aren't used to it. You know, I guess a lot of them, their first reaction is no. Yeah. 100% right. Particularly the guys in charge. They always want to have last year's hit or the most recent hit, just redo it, okay? Right. And I'm sure there was a lot of pressure. The gatekeepers, man, the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. You mentioned Jennifer Melfi before, who was played by Lorraine Bracco. Yes. I just had on the podcast the director and the star of a movie that she is in. You guys may not even know about this. It's called Jasser, J-A-C-I-R. It's an independent film about an opioid-addicted woman, played by Lorraine, who lives next door in Tennessee to an immigrant from Syria. It's a very heavy kind of a film. And the reason I'm mentioning is because it was a part that was so different from her part in The Sopranos. And I don't know if any of you have seen that movie, because it's, you know, it's again, it's an independent film. But I'm wondering, have you guys spread out from the parts that you played in The Sopranos? And if so, what did you do? I just finished a film where I, where I play uh, the owner of a uh, fruit market. It's called The Narrows. And uh, it's a David and Goliath story between developers and a, and a, and a person who doesn't want to give up his, uh, his pride and joy in his store, no matter how much money they offer him. And there's a uh, uh, yeah, Vinnie Pastore's in it. There, there's there's a mob element. It's like the gang that couldn't shoot straight. It's comedic. Uh, it's a little romantic comedy. So yes, that's a lot different than Patsy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I've actually been lucky enough. You know, I I've definitely played my share of like police officers and and uh, and blue collar workers. Um, and uh, I played a lawyer. A little while on uh, Law and Order SVU, which you know anyone who knows Jackie Jr. could barely put a sentence together. So being a lawyer was <laughs> was was quite different from from that. Um, yeah, and I've got to do some other things, but yeah, I mean, I don't know about you know I don't think we really talked too much about it, but like you definitely get the the um, the second tier type mafia roles that are start to come your way. You know, because again, people want to give you, you know, what they know and what they know you for and, and feed into that. But yeah, I've been lucky enough to do um, do some different stuff, as I know these guys have as well. Yeah. 
I mean, that's it's a red letter day when you when you can uh, get a part that's outside of the box. And I have diversified. I love to do plays in theater, and and most times if I'm doing theater, I, I have the choice of. Most times I get the choice of what I can do, or what I can audition for. I probably don't, but I'm just doing finish. They're doing post work on a film called Critical Acclaim. It's an independent film that I was in. I played a protagonist, a filmmaker that gets a bad review and he just goes off the off the deep end and. He finds God in the end. So, I mean, it's definitely different than Sopranos. I mean, there's actually no wise guys involved. So I think that, uh, you know, you know, a lot of guys like Bogart and James Cagney, they started that way just to get off the get, get off the, uh, the plank, so to say, dive into the water. And then they diverse. So I think all of us really are, are far, you know, if, if listen, if a wise guy role came around, that was really good and, and made sense. And I would definitely do it, wouldn't turn it down. I've done it to make money, to make some money because of everything that's going on with COVID. But uh, I do prefer to do to work on human stories. Uh, I'm a Capra, Frank Capra fan, so maybe one of these days a story like that will come my way. Who knows? Hi, everybody. This is Robert Miller, your host. As you know by now, I'm a musician too. I've released 13 acclaimed albums, including a Billboard number one, and I've had millions of video views and streams. I infuse my music into the podcast in several ways. In each episode, I feature one of my songs underneath the introduction and at the end, and I always try to make that song relevant somehow to my guest. I also regularly write and record new music, and I release all of my new music via the podcast to my audience consisting of thousands of listeners from 200 countries. It's like I'm performing a concert on a worldwide basis. If you haven't done so yet, I invite you to check out all of my music and my band. Project Grand Slam by going to the band's website, projectgrandslam.com and at the pgsstore.com. You can also find all of our videos on YouTube and you can stream our music on Spotify, Apple, and all the other streaming services. By the way, the song you're hearing underneath my voice right now is called Metro Shuffle. It's from the Project Grand Slam album, The PGS Experience, and it features the great Mindy Abair on saxophone. It's become my go-to theme song for the podcast. As always, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and to my music, and we'll see you in the next episode. All right, so let's talk about your venture here, Omerta Cigars and Coffee. How did this get started? And uh, let's go from there. Well, okay, I'll start this. One of the riches, we call them the riches. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we call them the riches. I was on Instagram and he, and he told me that he had the cigar and his coffee. He was thinking about trying to get some Sopranos together. So I've worked with Dan and, and, and Jason prior 
we did some work with a, a person in Sarasota Les, and, and we did some signings with him and, and I, we got, we all got together. I said, well, wouldn't it be great if all three of us get together and we'll try to get it to, you know, we'll try to bring it all together. So I have a business manager, Andrew Frank, and these guys also, Andrew Frank of the Andrew Frank group and Andrew kind of, I kind of gave it to him. This is why you have a business manager to give it to him because you want to do the autistic things and not worry about that stuff. So he kind of took the ball, so to say, and uh, he got it all together. And we've been doing it what, six, seven months trying to get it together. And we're working, we're working at it. We got the launch party on the 17th. That's how it came together. Yeah, it's and it's been fun. I mean, yeah, tasting all these coffees and trying out all these cigars and, and you know, and coming up with our line and the names of the coffees and it's it's been a process and I, i've actually really enjoyed it i mean I, i'm a big coffee drinker i'm getting more and more into cigars <laughs> and um and yeah no so it's it's been a fun little venture and to to be with these guys you know these these really are two of the best and um we enjoy each other's company is this your own coffee your own cigars Tell us about the product. No, if the, if the coffee and the cigars, they were there. They were already uh, kind of being manufactured and, and for sale. But the great thing about it, Rob, is that, and Danny could tell you, you know, you can, you, and Danny has told us, you know, I've done a lot of product stuff and sometimes, you know, it just doesn't fit the bill. This coffee and these cigars, especially the coffee, as, as Jason said, it's really quality coffee flavor. Yeah. It's great. Danny want to expound on that. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, it's delicious. The coffee is and this. I'm drinking it right now. I'm drinking it right <laughs> there you now. Go, <laughs> and, you know, and they have so many flavors, and it's just a really, it's a robust, you know, the beans, the, the coffee beans that, they, 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 that it originates from. It's really great. And the cigars, the cigars are wonderful. I mean, it's just, it's a really good product both coffee and cigars yeah i consider myself a coffee snob a little bit and i really love the coffee i have to say yeah yeah it's one thing to promote something and try to do it but then if you don't really believe in it and and you know as i always say the truth is in the taste and it tastes great and so do the cigars they don't they're really great to smoke they're through the ash and i've enjoyed them i'm not really a big cigar smoker either so do you still stay in touch with all your old castmates yeah, I know. We I talk to Vinny all the time, Vinny and yeah. and, and Maureen Van Zant, of course. I, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely uh, talk to uh, quite a few. Robert Eiler, I always speak to. Uh, talk to Jamie. Talk to uh, uh, Federico. Right. Oh yeah. You know, it's funny because even after the show, I try to explain this to people. But like Vinny Pastor, for example, who played Big Pussy, he, you know, him and I really didn't overlap as far as being on the show, but throughout the years with sort of the Soprano family, whether they be charity events or whatever, I've really gotten to be close friends with him as was all of these guys. I mean, we were actually, the three of us were on at the same time, but we did, we sort of built the family even beyond the show uh, afterward. And, you know, throughout the years since. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in contact with Mikey Imperioli and Steve Sharippa as well as Federico and, and, and Vinny and everybody else that we've mentioned. That's nice. Like having an alumni club, okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, the show's great. The producers are great. They never give us any kind of thing with, it, with anything that we do. They, 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 they give us the freedom to really be ourselves, and that's a great thing, too. They're never told, slapped on a hand, you said something, or what you did something, or whatever, you're selling something, whatever. You know what I mean? They've been really cool, I think. 
Fantastic. All right. Again, we've been speaking to uh, three former stars of The Sopranos, Robert Fennaro, Dan Grimaldi, and Jason Serbone. I want to thank you guys so much for being on the podcast, and I want to wish you the best of luck with your Omerta Cafe. We got to get some coffee. And, do you smoke cigars? Now I will. There you go. <laughs> we'll get some to you. We'll get some to you. Andrew, take care of that. Sounds great. Thanks so much, guys, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Great being on. Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band at projectgrandslam.com and at thepgsstore.com. Yeah. <laughs>